Boy. Hello there. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode two of the Crypto. Uh, that was too nice, wasn't it? Should I redo that? Should I be like, welcome to episode two of the Crypto? <laughs> What's going on, guys? I'm your host, Mike MH Cosplay, here today. We're going to go over one of the biggest, and I mean biggest, and I'm not talking about Sprint. We're talking about real deals here, people. Sprints and Halo, let it be. Uh, we're here to talk about the exchange, the trade-off, the giving the, the torch down, you know, all this fight over an exchange of hats. That's right. The episode today is all over an exchange of hats from the transition Bungie gave to 343. So, we all know this. We all roll our eyes at it. We all go, Bungie was better. Were they really? I mean, we'll go over all that today. So, in, we're going to start off with uh, two segments. Um, we're going to now add them to the show, Halo News, if there is any. And uh, inside the 405th, give you guys a little, little bit of a uh, inside on what's happening with the biggest Halo cosplay community. And don't forget, if you're looking to join, go to the 405th.com. Because we got some forums. Forums, you say? <gasps> oh my god. <laughs> anyway, let's kick it off, guys. So, today we're going to start out with the Halo news. And as of this morning, no Halo news. Boy, things are beginning to look a lot like 2020. Ugh, I thought they'd at least get something in like the first week. But, probably next week, no one will look. Get it on Tuesday. So, that's that. That was short, sweet, and simple, and right to the point. I love it, I love it, I love it. I love when it's easy. Easy's good. I like easy. Now, here we are. We're going to go uh, inside the 405th. So, starting off, um, if you are a 405th member, don't forget, you have till midnight today, um, on January 9th, to go nominate your regimental commanding officer, uh, and, you know, Men's midnight Pacific Standard Time. So if you're here on the EST like I am, we have till 3 a.m. So you just go in if you are a official regiment member and go into the member only section, you can join up then. Alright, you can nominate them. So. so after that, another part is Colonial Regiment and Midwestern Regiment are going to be duking it out January 17th at, I believe it was 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern, and it's going to be a friendly competition between two regiments to see who's better, and that is going to be actually hosted on the Twitch page for the 405th, and that's twitch.tv 405th Halo, that's twitch.tv 405th Halo. Now, and that's all one word, no underscores, no hyphens, no nothing. Uh, getting into individuals right now. Uh, Mr. Jamin still making progress on his uh, Halo 3 high detailed spanker. And uh, I'm just waiting for files. Because <laughs> you know what I'm going to be doing. Maybe 12 days, 13 days worth of printing, but I'll do it. Have another spanker? Oh, yeah. 
Um, Adka, good old Adka. He's been unfolding whatever he can, and he actually unfolded some clone armor uh, for us from Star Wars. Uh, and he actually dropped it in the Discord in the armory section. So if you're looking for that and you're a member of our Discord, uh, please grab that. Delta, Delta with a three. Um, he actually finished his Reach Nades and ODST flashbangs. I'm not sure how much he's going to do a bundle of three on his Etsy store. Um, I'm not going to promote more of it, but I'm just saying you can buy the model or buy the kit. Pay attention to which one. It even says on the 3D model, 3D kit. So there's those. Now, Jeff W774, he has been doing a lovely job getting some good high-def images and models from Halo 5. So we're trying to get the attachments uh, broke down, unfolded, you know, get everything built back up. He has quite the expansive lab, uh, library of assets. Uh, oh, yes, and my buddy, my pal, my other ODST, Till X Valhalla, is going very well. Um, he has finished pretty much, I think, all of his construction, minus his helmet. He had uh, some sort of error happen at, like, 76%. His ODST helmet just stopped printing. So, there's a way to fix it. And I'm hoping for the best for him on that one, because, dude, not more devastating than being almost done, and the print's like, eh, done. <laughs> that working. Um, so, he is actually painting his ODST armor. And it's looking amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here going, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've been looking at some alternatives for people who just want to make their ODST armor accurate enough. Um, so from there, we have the last thing. The big one. The Random Ranger. Now, if you don't know who he is, he's actually our Tier 3 Red Spartan. From the mid well, it was Midwest. He moved down south. So he's in the Southern Regiment at Tier 3. He's actually making Halo tutorials on how to make your own Reach armor. And he is about to release the uh, bicep tutorial. So remember that. That is Random Ranger at, on YouTube, okay? You know, if you see a red Spartan in that little icon, that's your man, that's your guy. And he's also uploading new armory assets recently, too. So we're definitely going to be getting a uh, little bit of a boost in that. So the exchange of hats. Now, now that that's out of the way, today's episode's about when Bungie gave 343. We all know that's in, uh, we all know that finished off in 2012, if you're any sort of fanatic Halo follower or, or any understanding of what happened. Um... So yeah, we do know the one that when the exchange was pulled out. So I mean, you gotta figure this. You know, this is what we're gonna look at. You know, Bungie Studios was a long-running studio. I think they were established. I think it was 1997. Um, so you know, they made other games, uh, Oni, Marathon. You know, if you know anything about the old days, you know what the games are. I don't need to go into detail. Be like, well, this is this. Now, 
let's give a little bit of a rundown on where everything became into that perspective. Now, we all know about Halo CE, Microsoft Contract. Halo 2, Microsoft Contract. Halo 3, Microsoft Contract. In October 5th, 27th, so 2007, Bungie made the announcement they were splitting from Microsoft to become an individual, independent studio. They were them. They they were Bungie. They had enough money made from uh, working with Halo and the sales on Halo 3 alone because I don't know about you all. I was so mad for years about the ending. <clears throat> the ending to Halo 2. And I, I just was like, oh my god, the internal rage. <laughs> I was so mad. It was the blackout cliffhanger, like the Sopranos. I was like, oh. So, um, we had that. So now we're looking at, when after Bungie did that, they announced, you know, so they announced Halo 3 ODST, and, you know. 2009, Halo 3 ODST came out, and with that, they made the announcement for Halo Reach. Now, if anyone remembers, certain copies of Halo 3 ODST came with the beta access to Reach. So, you know, that was pretty cool. Um, and I remember everyone beat ODST and took the Firefight, and Firefight was insane. The biggest thing everyone has to remember about Firefight then versus Firefight now is it was literally you had to do your best because sometimes your connection would just boop, drop out. You would kick from the game and you would not be able to get any of the Vidmaster challenge to begin with. You know, and this is also too. Yeah, that's another point. This is the time the Vidmasters came out with the Halo 3 ODST. It was a direct link. You know, the game, they had all these, like, I don't want to say partitions, but that's not it. They had all these link ups between both games. So, when that came out, you know, that was the road to recon, basically. <laughs> if you didn't earn it by doing something in the community that made you outstanding, you were grinding in that to get it. And then in 2010, Halo Reach came out. Now, and by this point, 343 Studios was announced. Because, well, Bungie was leaving. They said they're done with Halo after Reach. So a studio had to be established, you know? Because it's not like Microsoft to give up one of their biggest money makers. Like, oh, you guys are done? Okay, bye. Thanks for making Halo and giving us millions of dollars. We don't care about any. No, 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 no. You know? It was like said, uh, think about it this year, man. Halo was meant to come out. I mean, the Xbox series, they have Master Chief on the box. But we have no Halo yet. You know, uh, that's a lot of things people don't think about. Is with that, you know, you're you're. I mean, essentially, you are doomed that way, no matter what you're looking at. Um, that made no sense. <laughs> I just woke up there, go. Um, Barnsley was notorious for doing. This game to game thing, link this up. You know, a lot of us have seen it with uh, with Destiny. You know, D one was there. You ground. You got. <laughs> you had Gellhorn or Gellhorn. Yeah. 
skin. I, I keep thinking uh, Iron Blooded Orphans anytime I hear Gellon. Now, I need to stop watching that anime. But here we are, looking at that. And in 2010, Reach is out, Reach is gone. Now, the announcement was made that the transfer is going to happen. I, I couldn't figure out what date it was. Um, but between 2010 to 2011, the transfer from 343 had started. Um, and we'll get to what 343 did, actually. I actually went and looked this up, and it was kind of surprising. So, you know, we're doing all that. Bungie's doing their thing. Uh, they're... The community forge maps really started coming into multiplayer about this time, and no one's really clear. I mean, no one ever gave a true, clear answer to who flipped that switch if it was Bungie, you know, or if it was 343. Bungie, I think, took credit, but I think 343 is taking credit, so it's kind of a yeah, who knows. But you know, we went through that, and then we had 2012 stuff going on, you know, Waypoint. All the data, you know, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Now, in March 31st, 2013, was it? That was the day Bungie stopped, gave the keys over to the 343, and said, "Bye, Halo," and started started Destiny. In that same year, or prior, they gave us announcements. So in that same year, we got announcements for Destiny. It says D1, where it all began. Now, there's some Easter eggs hinting about this back in 2009 after they declared their independence. And uh, it was seen, actually, in one of the new Mombasa streets in Halo 3 ODST. And the 360 version, it's there. In MCC, you won't find it. And it literally has a Halo version of the Destiny little icon and a white ball over Earth and it says uh, Destiny coming forward or Destiny your Destiny to come something like that. That was the biggest hint and no one realized it. And Bungie was probably playing around with it back in Halo Reach. But Bungie had a pass for that. So here we are, 2013, they're gone. And now we have what we have. Um, the the uh, altercations to that, or, or not altercations, but the differences have been duly noted over the years for a lot of people. And I think it's getting a little bit out of hand. <laughs> so from there, here we go into, now we're going to bring it on back in a little bit of a rewind here, people. We're going to go back to 343, established 2009, specifically made to make Halo. That's good. That's what we want. We want a company solely focused on Halo, giving Halo lifeblood. You know, I, I was, I remember being like, oh, it's fine, but they're no, they're no bungee. They're not going to be good. You know, they're not going to be like. These god-tier game developers. <laughs> yeah. Boy, do I really regret what I said, and yet, at the same time, love what I said. <laughs> so, here we are. You know, we're, we're at 
from that point. And then, you know, 343 started and they were working with Bungie behind the scenes, learning how to do what Bungie does, how to make a game, how to do run the community. I'm trying to think, by this point in time, Bun Halo was only 10 years old. Only 10. It was still a little baby. You know? And actually, the funny thing is, in 2011, the credit was given for Halo CEA, or Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary, was actually given credit to 343 Industries as their first game. Running the Reach engine. Cool. That's so what I wanted. Oh my god. How did you know? <sighs> it was awful. I I do not like the graph. Really like the graphic fidelity in um, Halo Combat Evolved Anniversary. Makes it way too bright where it really shouldn't be. I'm sorry. The library on Anniversary Graphics, really not that scary. Like, it sucks that there's so much flood, but nothing about it is like like it was back in the day. And I remember doing that library on the first run, and I was sweating like a sinner at church, man. I was just like, oh my gosh. Oh god, where are they? Bang, bang, bang. You know, I'm going crazy on them. I died a lot my first run through on, on the library. I actually got lost in the library. I didn't get lost on Guilty Spark. I got lost on the library. How do you do that? Oh, well, you don't look down at the floor and look at the arrows saying, you go this way. You know, that. I mean, how how foolish can you be not to see it at the same time? But when you're freaking out because of the flood, man, oh, God, it's horrible. You know, the flood, man, I hate, I hate that game. They just, ugh, hate him so much. Hate him with a passion. So, um, anywho. <laughs> Before I get on a rant about the flood, because that always works. You know, we're, we're sitting here now. And, uh, in, like I said, in 2011, you had that, the transfer of the data from the Bungie, Bungie.net over to Halo Waypoint. And we were also getting that lovely, lovely Halo channel. <laughs> That was the biggest waste of resources ever in existence. I'm sorry, Halo Channel sucked. Like, it seemed cool at first, but it lasted like not even a month on anyone's radar. I mean, Red vs. Blue was starting to show up on there, and then, you know, Rooster Teeth did what they did. And don't get me started on on RUB. I I have so many opinions on it. Um... But as for that, that that was probably one of the biggest gripes I had was just graphic fidelity seemed to really hurt, if you know what I mean, when it came to HCA, HCEA, sorry, HECA, uh, no, yeah, it's not like a jackal saying something, <laughs> Uh, but, it, you know, it's, it's whatever. Let me fix something real quick. That should be better. <laughs> um, then we have, gosh, you know, we had Halo Channel coming out, we had all sorts of other good stuff coming out, and it was just insane at 
all these things that 343 was like, we're going to give Halo so much. Halo, 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 Halo. Oof. So, in 2013, we got 343, Standalone. Boy, has it been rough. <laughs> it, it's been a, a rough endeavor, that's for sure. And I remember my youngest daughter was just born. Not too long before Halo 4, I think, came out. Uh, you know, I can't quite fully remember. But it's... I want to say... Uh, no, that's not it. Um, well, let's see. She was born in April. <laughs> I'm not giving you guys the date. The stalkers. Duchess stuck me. No, Halo 4 was already out. Yeah. Um, yeah, Halo 4 came out in 2012. But in 2013, all keys were given over to but, uh, to 343. Now, Halo 4, that's a game. I didn't care because it wasn't made by Bungie. I, I never ever had a good opinion of Halo 4 till probably in the last couple years. I really went back and I played the game open-minded because I was like, well, this is a 343 game, but it's nothing like a Bungie game, even before booting up the campaign, even before playing the game. And that's kind of uh, short-sighted in my book. Now, you can say each game is comparable to another. So, prime example, Halo CE is like Halo 4, except the rescue part. Um, chief against an uh, unknown enemy. Because uh, you got to think, when we got CE, we had no clue what the Covenant was. No clue. Halo 4, you had the Prometheans. Yay, Prometheans. I will take Halo 4 Prometheans over Halo 5 any day. Just saying. I would like them gone in general, but that's just me. Oh, uh, gosh. You know, and... So you were alone by yourself in combat, going after them. And, you know, Affinity, you know, Infinity eventually shows up. That's fine. That's dandy. Oh, look, we got more more support. Technically, you had support from Pillar of Autumn crew on Halo 1. But, I mean, really? They all died. <laughs> I really wish we had that Warhog run. I mean, the the, the broadsword run was kind of fun, but it wasn't at the same time. I've crashed into so many things. Oh my god, that drove me nuts. Just bam! I just nicked it. <laughs> like your your wingtip just grazes something and you blew up. It was ridiculous, but you know it is what it is. The only thing we really didn't have, I mean, essentially you had you versus Covenant for a while, like the first two, three levels, the Prometheans were introduced. Cool. And then comes the die deck. The die deck was brought in. Cool. I was like, oh shit, that's a forerunner. That's a forerunner. He looks jacked, yo. And then you read the... If you've read Silentium, you know, and all that. Yeah, you find out there's another reason why his didact was a little off. 
office rocker. <laughs> but what that that's the biggest thing is, you know, the the timing in which each was brought to us was immense. Um Halo 1 literally halfway through the game is when we got the flint. Three, four levels into Halo 4, we get the Didact. Then we're fighting against the Didact. Then we're racing against the Didact. I, I, I don't see where the benefit is that we had that. So, um, there's a lot of similarities to Halo CE. But to say Halo 4 is Halo CE in its own right, it's not really. You didn't have a momentous build-up to... The Flood. The Flood introduction to this day still one of the best introductions of an enemy I've ever seen. It beats the finding out the Flood was the Prometheans. It, it beats several sci-fi games on that aspect of top-tier reveal. And forever in my mind, the Flood introduction in Halo CE is the best. So, then we're going to look, you know, then you go into the next game. Halo 2, Halo 5. Yeah, there is no introduction. No, no, no go on about, oh, this battle is da 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 da. There, what battle could there possibly be? The fact of multiplayer? I mean, that's the only thing I think of. Halo 2 story, for being as rushed as it is, is such a good story. Such, so much is given to that story, and I love it. You know, and. In the aspect of Halo 5, the story is a flaming piece of crap. I do not like that story at all. And I have replayed it several times. The only good part about it is the, the Swords of St. Helios. When you're on St. Helios. It's so beautiful and so cool. Now, would that be said with... The Battle of Sinaion. Sinaion was actually a pretty cool. You never actually seen a Covenant city city. We saw a little bit of high charity in the Hierarchs order, you know, the Hierarchs realm above the city on the outer edge. Why they're not in the middle where the Dreadnought is, I don't know. I never understood that. I thought it was silly. But eh, whatever, you know, it, it's. It is what it is. Halo 2, yeah, you know, the Flood came back because the Arbiter was messing around in basically the no-no places. <laughs> he went to a satellite that had Flood. Oops. He went into the quarantine zone. Dumbass. You know, the, anytime you played the Arbiter, that's why I don't think a lot of people cared for the Arbiter missions, is he faced the Flood more than the Chief. Now, Chief faced the Flood on high charity, yes, but... I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying? It, you had still the threat of the flood, and yet you still had beauty of world in it. Now, I'm thinking about Delta Halo right now. Sword of St. Helios. The Sword of St. Helios level. Yeah, I mean, you could say it's like a Delta Halo level, but it's really not. Um, 
It really is not. It, it was just kind of sad. The verticality of that level, though, was massive. Now, that was cool, you know. But when you weigh tit for tat against Halo 2 to Halo 5. <laughs> um, you don't. Competitive gameplay was designed for Halo 5. That's my honest opinion because it's definitely not social friendly. It's really not social friendly. So then from there we turn around and we have, you know, whatever, all these things. Now, when you want to define things though between the two of them, Halo 2 defined a lot. And that's what you have to remember is Bungie's second game came out and they defined an FPS shooter. So, to say Halo 5 Guardians defined competitive gameplay, it increased competitive gameplay in Halo. I mean, the stabilizers, the ground pound, the Spartan charge, which was dumb. Should have kept it the way it was in the beta. Um, and there's just... They took a page, kind of like, okay, we're going to focus on competitive and when story changes happened in Halo 5, and they did what they did and gave us the steaming hot pile of dog crap they did, I, I just, I, sorry, I try to see the good in the Halo 5 campaign, and I just can't. Palmer is still dull. Lasky is dull. You know, Tanaka's speech. Are you kidding me? Forget what we gotta get and get it done. Who wrote that? I mean, Buck's quick little silly speech in the beginning of the game was a lot better than Tanaka's. Vale had more personality than Tanaka, and Vale barely had lines. Like, Tanaka smoked, I swear to God, Tanaka spoke more than Vale. I'll have to confirm that. But if you guys know, you can feel free to let me know on my Discord or on my social media platforms. But, I'm sorry, I can't stand Tanaka. I mean, and I cannot stand Locke. But the thing is, the, the character Locke, um, he was more along the lines of, you, ah, God, it's hard to say. Locke was more just thrown together. The character, like, you know, you gotta figure... Um, I forget his name, but he played Luke Cage. Couldn't do the voicing. You know? So they switched people. After Halo Waypoint. Or Halo uh, Nightfall. Halo Waypoint, my god, Mike. Um, I'm still kind of waking up and getting wires crossed. <sighs> Anyways. But yeah. I mean, when people say, well, let's compare Halo 2 to Halo 5 Guardians, you can't. You just can't. Halo 2 has such a renowned staple in the gaming industry against Halo 5 Guardians. Now, alright, everyone will well, Halo 2, Jekyll Snipers, Jekyll Snipers, Jekyll Snipers. Yes, the worst legendary difficulty in all the Halos. But, you can't do that. But really... I think if you boil it down to it, both games define, try to define, well, one did define a competitive gameplay 
and the other one tried to redefine competitive gameplay. Which, hey, whatever, you know. Halo 3 currently does not have a competitor, and that's infinite. <laughs> I mean, we can say, like, Spartan Assault and all that, but that was not anything close. That was interesting, too, by the way. I just want to point that out. Because I, I played it, and it was definitely interesting. Definitely interesting. Um, now, after that... I got to think about it. Halo 3 should have been... Was supposed to be the end. Boom, donezo. Now... I'm going to make this little pick out because this drives me nuts to this day. When Halo 3 ended and I beat it on Legendary and I got that Legendary ending because I got up and I was grabbing a, a drink. I was in college so it could have been a lot of things. Um, <laughs> when I was getting a drink, they I heard I heard the music and, and then more after and I, I freaked out. And at this time it was on YouTube but I hadn't looked because I wanted to beat the game fully before it was on YouTube. So... And yeah, I figure too, YouTube was young then too when Halo Five or Halo Three was out. YouTube was very young. We didn't have a lot of the restrictions and guidelines like today, you know. And that's another thing. Halo back in the day had big, big support from YouTube. Like Machinima was huge. You got big because you made Machinima. Now it's just Oh my god, Halo News, look at this. Armor coats, man. 20 minutes yelling at armor coding. Wait, 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 wait. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I am bitter about the armor coding fight still to this day. I don't care. But what we're looking at then is what did Halo 3 have? Halo 3 had a great story. Had a great, phenomenal story, I thought. Not my most, uh, believe it or not, that is probably my most favorite campaign right now. Currently to this day, overall Halo 3's campaign. Actually, it's Halo 3, Halo 2, Halo 4. Halo CE comes in behind that. Halo CE's campaign's good, but it's so dated now. And that's, I think, why it's moved down. I'm not holding up to nostalgia purposes. I'm holding up to playability and storytelling. And when you put in your actors just into a studio and say, here's your lines. And they have no clue on the situation. That's why it always Cortana sounded like a robot. But it worked, though, in Halo 1 because of her age. It worked out well. You know? So, can we compare Halo 3 to really anything currently in the market? No, we're going to have to wait till this fall. And then that could be your comparison between the three games that Bungie... And 343 have made. Now, can we rope reach into that? You could try. I'm not saying you can't. I, I would like to see, actually, Halo 3 Reach versus Halo Infinite. About five years into it. Yeah. Um, remember, ten years, guys. We're stuck, guys and gals. We're stuck with that for ten years. So, and that's the biggest thing. Uh, now... And there's, no, there's another thing, too, is you have to look at. Nostalgia is the biggest thing right now battling Halo. You have so many. You have the players from the beginning days. 
Look, Halo 2 is my most favorite Halo. Right now. I mean, I'm holding out hoping Infinite takes that number one seat. I really do. I, I love open world games. I loved, like, I loved Mass Effect 1 because I can go to a planet and do and find minerals, find situations, find enemies. You know, it was cool. It was really freaking cool. And actually, it's how I 100% of the game I just explored. So, and, and you know, that's the other thing is you got to look at that. You're going to be able to find more things in the game to get upgrades and maybe, you know, unlock more armor coats. So, I mean, you know, it's all there. The worst thing is, though, about that nostalgia factor, the OG players are the ones that half are the loudest. So anyone who played Halo 1, Halo 2, Halo 3, um, Reach, the Reach players, I'm not overly, I wouldn't really categorize them in the old school Bungie guys. You know, they're kind of a floater. I mean, they lean heavily toward Bungie because Bungie is the main developer of Halo Reach, but 343 was there helping. So, I mean, they're kind of a floater in my book. They're the in-between. They're the transition period. And look, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to anyone who's hardcore started out on Halo Reach and saying you're actually a 343 baby. I'm not. Not in any which way. I mean, I know people probably consider that a, a offensive threat or whatever or insult but i'm not trying to be that way with you about it but the biggest thing is nostalgia the halo community strives and lives and rides on it i mean i still remember my days of halo 2 heck man we were playing halo uh, master chief collection last week on saturday with the 405th Dude, I was on cloud freaking nine. I loved it. I was just like, yeah. Halo 2, I'm going to kick some A. Well, my internet held out. But man, it was like getting right back on the bike. I knew where all the spawns were. I knew where all the jumps were. I was boom, 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 boom. When my internet was going, I was kicking some A, man. I was doing great. <laughs> and I even got a couple times like, Harry, what the heck are you doing? And it's like, sup. <laughs> so, you know, that that's a thing, too. And really, when you look at the views of the players in those nostalgic settings, it's really anyone who came in Halo 4 and 5. Maybe teenagers now or really young adults who played Halo 4. And you get people who came in Halo 4, Halo 5. And, you know, like, uh, Miss Red 24, she actually enjoys want to say she came in on Halo 4? It's either her or Christy for Halo. I got one of those two. And those are, are female Halo players. And, uh, Missa, if you want to correct me again, I, I'm truly sorry. I can't remember. Granted, I hear it all the time from the guys at Sacred Icon. And I'm sorry. I, I really am if I got it wrong. Um, Chrissy, same thing to you. Uh, those are two Halo followers. You should follow them on Twitter. Uh, Missa Red 24 and Halo for... Uh, for Halo, they're, they're definitely some cool folks that definitely love their Halo. Now, and then you get the Halo 3, Halo Reach era guys, you know. Um, prime example, actually, we have one of them in the 405th, and he reminds me of it all the time. <laughs> uh, Rock Lobster, 
Um, he is, he started out with Halo Reach, I think it was, but he liked three. Um, and that's so you know he has Halo Three ODST on there too. But I kind of branch Halo Three ODST in with Halo Three, just because not the many basis. It's just an extra game made off of that. It could have been DLC. You know what I mean? So. So from there, what we're looking at is what's their bet? What's their point? What's this? Oh, well, Halo 3 was the best because of this. For the longest time, Halo 3 multiplayer to me felt like Halo 2 with a laser. You still had the dual wield. You still had the battle rifle start. You still had this. You had an assault rifle now. That's great. You know, pistols were weak, semi-weak. Um, you know, the SMGs, SMGs actually tore up shields, but that's the thing is, you know, you still had the dual wheel factor, and that nostalgia from Halo 2 is still the ride for a lot of Halo 3 players, and Halo 3 players that came in were just like, yeah, man, this is the best game ever, people that came in the Halo Reach, yeah, it's the best game ever, any biased opinion toward Halo 2, that was my first game of Halo. That's why it's my most favorite game of Halo, because I played the living daylights out of it. I mean, I probably, I was, I think my highest rank was a 46. And, yeah, getting past 46, good luck, you're getting all the standbyers and money. There's another thing is, man, you had cheaters of the A back in the day, man. You had guys who would just hack and standby and mod, it, it was crazy, it was crazy. <laughs> You know, then, of course, too, uh, so you got the Halo CE versus Halo 2 folks like myself. So, uh, you have such a range of ages right now in the Halo community. And that is the biggest fight. The Usually the ones right now, I would say, is the Halo 3 to Halo Reach era kids. Who are now the big time um, Halo content creators. And they're the ones making their voices the loudest. Halo Halo, uh, you know, Halo CE to Halo 2 guys like my age, we usually won't say much. We're usually kind of like, eh, whatever. I like my game. I don't like these games. Shut up about it. That's how we are. We're, we're old enough not really to give a rat's ass. <laughs> you know, I mean, we're, we're care, we do care enough, though, to want Halo to go into a good direction here in 2021 um, with Infinite. But, you know, that's what we're looking at is... What is this going to bring us? You know? Uh, it's it just... That's the biggest thing is. The nostalgia is our impact. And you got like three eras. Three, four eras, let's say. Well, you know, yeah, let's say we have a fourth era coming up. You know, Halo Infinite. Little kids, man, they're going to be able to pick up Infinite and play it like it's a brand new game within five years. You know, it... it that's just that's the thing is you're looking at a ten year project of Halo. Now it's become its own. You got the Halo Infinite generation. Now, am I always gonna compare with my experiences in Halo Two? Yes, yes I will. Unfortunately, that's how we are. But am I going to say Halo C E sucks, you guys, or Halo C E? <laughs> uh, Halo Infinite sucks. Ooh, bring that on back. Um, 
Halo Infinite sucks because it's nothing like Halo 2 back in the day. No, it's not. Nothing is like the game that you first fell in love with. Nothing is like this. Nothing is like that. You gotta go in open-minded with it. And, and that's the biggest thing is I feel when we're looking at 343 against Bungie is we're not looking at an overall. We're looking at nostalgia. And it all differs based on what generation we are. I mean, OG Halo players, man, we had Bungie in their full entirety, heart and soul, man. So, honestly, well, that's just my my intake on it. And it, it, it kind of is seen in a lot of posts. We always compare them to the Bungie games. We gotta stop. You know, 343 tried to make these things in their own image, in their own view. The aspects of Halo is based upon a lot more than... And, oh, this equals this, oh, this equals that. And, and that's kind of a, a sad fact that we've brought ourselves to, is that is just what we've become. And I, I, don't, I don't think it's right that when we look at 343, we look at them as just these unwanted stepchildren of Bungie. <laughs> so what, what did Bungie do right then? Well, Bungie gave us the platform. They defined first-person shooters on a console. And that was said for years, and it, it was very true. Bungie had revolutionized FPSs on the consoles. You know, you can see it in Killzone. You can see it in Call of Duty. Anything that has a base premise of an FPS has a premise for Halo. They just have to spin it their own way. And they have. You know, those companies have, and look at their store on, well, Killzone not so much. But, you know, and Bungie helped establish Xbox Live. They're the ones that helped define it. You know I mean, you can't you can see Xbox Live without Master Chief <laughs> slapped on the side of that carton like, drink your Xbox Live now and have Halo. Um, basically, Halo's a protein shake. <laughs> Get beefed. Um, you know. And another thing is, too, Bungie's biggest thing, and this is what made Bungie good. And I mean, like, I went and played Marathon. I like Marathon. I played Oni. Oni was good, you know, in my book back in the day. I haven't played it since, so I can't really remember. Um, <laughs> Bungie's mission was 30 seconds of fun. Why does that sound familiar? Because <gasps> Joe Staten, Statham, oh, wait, Staten, crap. I should have grabbed more coffee before I did this. Um, Joe, the man, the myth, the god of Halo, said that recently. 30 seconds of fun was there. Well, I don't know about you all, but Halo Reach, or Halo 3, Halo Reach Guardians. Ooh, heresy. Halo 5 Guardians was definitely not 30 seconds of fun. That was, hey, let's get competitive. Really? Phil? Really? So, you had that hit. And, you know, they sculpted a story. You know, they, they gave us the... Granted, yes, the stories of Halo were out pretty much before the games. But... <sighs> Sorry. But, you know, you gotta think about that for a sec. The games really gave us the visual universe, what it looked like, how it was. And it, it gave us a, a defining part of the universe. So when you read a book, the mind's eye 
keeps it and it, it goes with it, you know. And that was the bigger thing too, especially in, you know, they they created, you know, armor customization, and that was done very well. Halo 3's armor customization was awesome. I like the helmet, the shoulder, and the chest is customizable on top of a platform. That's dope. Then we had Halo Reach. Yeah, buddy. I love Halo Reach customization. Love it, love it, love it. So, you know, that's something you guys got to think about is what part of Halo is, did, was it really not defined by identity? Well, the, la the latter you look at. 343 tried to define their own features, you know? And, oh, and Bungie also gave us Forge. Now, before I forget that, because someone's going to point that out, you know, Forge was rough in 3. But people made things. Then you had Reach, which <laughs> made a lot more things. And then, you know, you try getting def uh, defining features, more, more additions, more availability out of it. Now, like H2A, Forge, you got scripting. EMPs, doors opening, doors closing. It's, that's cool. That's a cool little feature that Halo 4 slash Halo 5 has is the scripting. You know, and or Halo 2 Anniversary. I read Halo 4. Uh, well, it looks like Halo 4, so can I just say that? Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, you got a lot of those things doing it for you. Um, and, and that's what Bungie, Bungie really, those are the key things, man. As long as they had that thirty seconds of fun, you had, yeah, you had enough. You know, you had a whole hell of a lot. Now, in the aspect of what three four three brought, three four three made the Halo channel. Yay! That was an absolute shit show. I can't even believe I installed it. I still get no. I just uninstalled it like last end of the last year. It was so bad, so freaking bad. But that's just my opinion. I mean, I did not care for it. Um, I really think they did a good. I really believe they did a good job with the Halo Four story. Halo Four story was decently done. You know, there, there was a lot. Of, you, you know, you were starting to worry about Cortana because, you know, we had Cortana for years. Cortana was a part of the Halo community. You know, a big female presence in Halo. Um, uh, Emily Palmer. You know, I have so much to say about that. But, um, you know, they, they, they did make one heck of a story in my book. I thought Halo 4's story was very riveting, even back then. You know, especially Cortana at the end. That was a little bit of a tearjerker for me. I was like, oh, God. Oh, the feels. Why you gotta do me like this? Um, <laughs> another thing is, too, is they started bringing campaigns into a multiplayer setting better. Now, that we said Spartan Ops. I mean, that was what I'm referring to. They made a campaign for multiplayer. They made it Spartan Ops. You know, they tried to bring in some of the maps from each thing, the aesthetics, so that way you knew, oh, hey, this is just like this, or this is just like that. Yeah, that's true. That That's very true. And you're not wrong. But 
equal three, still kind of came short on that. And we'll get to that in a little bit. Now you had Spartan Ops, which I love Spartan Ops, but oh my god, it was a hundred mission grind of death. I cannot believe I played a hundred missions for nothing. <laughs> but Spartan Ops was so good. So good. And we all want more Spartan Ops. You know, we want another hundred episodes of Spartan Ops too. <laughs> um, they definitely improve advanced mobility with the clamber thrusters and, well it, the thing is the thrusters yeah in halo 5 are better than halo 4s um everything had a scope apparently scope taker that's weird so you know they, they definitely brought more to the advanced mobility and you know obviously more sprint we always want more sprint and i'm looking at uh, spider monkey 60 on the forums because he hates sprint with a dying passion but sprints there to stay, unfortunately, in this modern age. I mean, come on, think of a mantis eating it. The giant freaking mech. And come to find out it's a grandson to the prototype suit. I was like, damn! So you had the mantis on there. Uh, I mean, the Hannibal Scorpion I thought was stupid, but it kind of makes sense because by this point, you're integrating Forerunner's tech and all that stuff. So, I mean, okay. Um, they brought the ugly-ass single-tube rocket launcher. Ooh. Not really much else after that. So, those are always the good points of what they did. But, you know, Bungie did do things wrong, too. And I remember them, because I was there. You know, I was playing these things. Bungie was doing updates constantly when the game launched, because they scrapped the project six months before the game came out and hoped it was good. You know, are you kidding me? Bungie is not my god. They made the same mistake 343 did, but they were able to recover. So, I mean, they had to fix the game constantly because of the last-minute crunch of rebuilding, rebuilding the whole game during development. And that was very prominent in Halo 4. That melee engine, I think, went on for a year before that got fixed, where it goes by health, and because it used to be you just clash clash, 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 and then randomly somebody would just win. And they all say, oh, it's based on timing, and it's like, oh my god! <laughs> Drives me nuts. Um, another thing is, too, Bungie was very self-centered, I guess you could say, about it. The Halo world had to be their view. It couldn't have been brought in by anybody else. But since Microsoft owned the IP, Microsoft said, let there be books. You know? And they didn't want that. They, they hated the idea of uh, Fall of Reach being made at the same time they were making their game. They didn't even really condone a lot of the books till I want to say when I graduated. I want to say about 2006 they started like, okay, maybe the books are valid. Da, 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 you know, um, you know, they, they tried to create, and that's another thing. They created the lore and they tried to control the lore. They tried to say, no, this has to be Halo. No, that can't be Halo. Um, you know. And then, you know, too, they didn't really allow the community much say in the game till like, later years in Halo 3 and then very late in the Halo Reach. Um, and not to mention, um, Angus from the 405th pointed this out. We were talking about it, and it, the, the map selection. That was complete and utter BS. 
you had to vote for a map, you could veto it. Dude, some of the best maps got overlooked because of that BS. Backwash was never played much in multiplayer unless you were playing like Fiesta or something. Because it was not a favorite. No one wanted to play Backwash. Backwash was a good map. You know? And, okay, Lockout. Everyone would choose Lockout. Everyone would play on Burial Mounds. Everyone would play on this one. In Halo 2. Halo 3. Well, let's see here. Isolation got overvoted a lot. And Isolation is actually not a bad map. Very good for free-for-all, though. Um, gosh, I'm trying to remember the vanilla games here. <laughs> the Pit was played on constantly. Valhalla was played on constantly. Um, Guardian. Guardian was ridiculously played on. But that's the thing. is, You have like three, four maps that you play on all the time. Because of a veto vote system. Same thing with Reach. They had they had to make custom content maps in order to have those levels come in. That was dumb. That is very dumb. But, hey, what do I know? <sighs> oh, and, you know, the, the last aspect, too, is uh, Reach Firefight. ODST Firefight was and is amazing. Reach Firefight was a complete pile of bullshit. It was boring. There was no no rush to feel like you're surviving. It was, okay, well, you got an ammo crate over there for your sniper rifle that you just picked up. Go have fun. There's an ammo crate over here. You can reload your rocket launcher. Or, oh, you died. Well, here, we're going to give you this. And then the customization. There, there was no challenge. Pardon me. There was no challenge to Halo Reach's firefight. And it was literally just a fun, goofy game to go and burn hours with your friends. You know, on if unlimited ammo. And I don't know anyone who did generator defense or re partners versus an elite. I don't know anyone of my friends, at least, that knew what they were doing with that. Um, and then, you know, 343. Holy... Oh, actually, one more thing. Um, Bungie really fucked up the equipment for Halo Reach. I'm sorry. Putting a jammer on someone with active camouflage. Okay, thanks for letting me know I have a guy near me. I'll keep on high alert. That was dumb. Armor lock. Freaking ridiculous. Dumbest freaking equipment in existence. Dumbest. I don't care how much someone liked it. It was the dumbest equipment in existence. Um... You know, hologram was all right. Hologram actually could work and confuse people. Obviously, we had sprint, um, which later got adapted to other things. I'm trying to think all of them. Active camouflage is the biggest one. That was the biggest, dumbest thing they could do. Camouflage is supposed to be on the surprise system, not be like, oh, hey, look at I got a guy near me. Throwing active camo and radar jammer together was a big, big mistake. Um, three, four, three. <laughs> the list is not as long as I want it to be, but that's because of, well, time's sake. So, Halo 4 equipment was garbage.
there's like only one good one, and that's Hard Light Shield. And I mean, Auto Sentry helped. Didn't do anything in multiplayer. That was good for PVE. Um, it's really like, oh, we got Halo Four. It's armor ability, not. It's not an armor ability. That's just bullshit. You know. Um, even with that, you know, the sprint was no longer a module, but you had it, and it was the animation was so clunky. You know, you're. It looked like you were gliding, and sometimes. Oh, it would glitch, and you could be able to fire right after you stop sprinting, unlike Halo Reach, where it was like, weapons rearm, then fire. You know? There really wasn't a fallback to it. Um, <laughs> oh, and everyone's favorite from Halo 4, the saw. How broken that thing was. I mean, it was so broken. So, so broken. Um... I'm sorry. Rip, rip drops come in, you see the saw, you take the saw. And if you were not on a very wide open map, that saw would decimate everything. And the worst thing is, then you get a um, power booster next. Ordnance drops were cool, but selection of ordnance drops, I thought were a bad idea. I think ordnance drops should have been originally just a random luck of the draw. Here you go. Have a nice day. So if you got a sniper rifle, well, you better learn how to be, you better learn quick how to use that sniper rifle. Um, I mean that that thing literally would mow down people. I mean, it just you could walk into a base and everyone's dead, and then then you would reload. Hello, that shouldn't be like that. <laughs> I get it's an LMG, but shit. Um, other than that, a lot of the weapons in Halo Four, I think were fairly well balanced. Um, now then, my biggest gripe. The outside lore. The lore outside of the game. To know what the next game was about. Escalation. The Escalation graphic novels. Oh my god, how dumb was that? I, I like the graphic novels. They're nice. They're actually decent stories. But it was so stupid. Stupid. And by this point, I hated Palmer. Because, yeah, I know, if Josh, if, uh, Josh and Sacred Icon here, this is like, I'm a baby girl Palmer. Baby girl Palmer. <laughs> I had to throw that in there for him. But, I was more pissed at Palmer was such a good character. And they ruined her. By... Having whoever played um, Sam Shepard. The voice acting alone on Palmer was my biggest bitch. The lines were read horribly. There was not enough emotion and not enough of what Palmer really was. Now, in Spartan Ops, they brought Palmer out more as what she really was. I thought that was pretty cool. I mean, she got pissed when she couldn't kill Halsey. I mean, you saw that. She got down flat and was like, ah. I was like, damn. Palmer's angry. Watch out, those thighs will crack your head open. <laughs> you know, that's just the other aspect. Their character development in 343 Gifts is garbage. I mean, Locke magically went from, I'm hunting Master Chief to Master Chief's my buddy. And it's like, I'm going to slap you. I really don't like you. I don't like Locke. I hate Locke. I mean, I can't stand Palmer when she voice acts. 
I'll read about Palmer in the book. She's a good character in a book. But they just can't portray their characters right. Buck, man. I mean, Buck was a hardened, badass ODST. And he's just kind of like, eh, whatever. And then all of a sudden he's like, no, we can't do this. This is the Master Chief. Shut your mouth. I'm just like, where did this flop come from all of a sudden? Where? How? What? No one snaps that quick. There's a build-up to that point in a narrative. And, uh, um, and, and that's my biggest bitch. Is this 3 for 3 can't develop their characters well enough to be likable. I mean, everyone pretty much is like, I hate Palmer. I hate Locke. I don't really care for Vale. Screw Tanaka. Because they're saying, book, book. You know, everyone's like, book, 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 book. You know, and people are looking for heart and soul. People are looking for the characters that actually had something in Halo 4. You know, I mean, where's my Majestic? We all know a couple of them died. Uh, or one did, at least, because of Red Escalation. Spoiler alert. Um, I mean, and then the Halo 5 story alone, from what it, it, it became, from what it was, I, I really feel like Spartan Ops was a complete freaking waste of time. Utter waste of everyone's time grind and admiration to hopefully have Spartan Ops too. But that's that never happened. Warzone. Oh god, I fucking hate Warzone. Hate it, hate it, hate it. I think it's the dumbest game mode. It's all based on rec packs. And if you bought those specialty rec packs like Nornfang or Spanker Prime or all those big ones that came out or oh Prophet's Bane. That was a fun freaking time. It was stupid. Warzone was designed poorly. You know, they're attacking your core. Thanks, Palmer, for being so bland. I'll take my uh, dark coffee, because at least that will have some more flavor to it than your sorry ass. Um, and the rec packs, you know, that was the biggest pillar. Rec packs are a freaking waste. Complete and utter waste of time. And I am so glad they're not coming back to Halo Infinite. They were dumb. To begin with, so that's just. Uh, and you know, I want to point out too, killing Jewel on Dama within minutes of the first level. What kind of irresponsible? Just, I want to say so many more harsher things, but it was just ignorant. It was dumb to sit there and be like. Hey, yeah? We're going to kill Jewel Abdama. That sounds great. Let's do it. Let's give Cortana a way in. No, we don't need Cortana to be the bad. Wait, why is Cortana the baddie? What's going on? I'm so confused. That was it. And the, the thing is, you didn't even get a boss fight, man. That deserved a boss fight. You start off Halo 5 Guardians with a freaking boss fight, I bet more people would have been like, hell yeah, let's play. And, you know, not, not to mention the fact of, you get to see the Prometheans at this time. Where the hell did the soldiers come from? And why are all their bullets tracking now? You know, and... It, oh my god, it was so dumb. Just so freaking dumb. I hate so much about the story of Halo 5. Just, I can't find good parts to sit and talk about sometimes. I mean, there are some good parts. I mean, I love the blue team stuff. That, that felt like reading the book that Troy Denning did, you know? That, that, that was great. And then Osiris 
yeah, so Cyrus actually slowly became a very good team by the end of the story. You know, it's so much BS with it. The And the Knights, the Prometheans, evolving all of a sudden. Oh, really? Are you serious? I didn't see that in a book. I just, it was so dumb. The Prometheans are such a broken thing that is not done right. You know, they're in the books. Promethean Knights are trying to make them somewhat reminiscent of what they were. You know, and the maps. Now, see, I like some of Halo 4's maps because they gave that environmental factor just like Halo 2 had. Now, um, except these were actually like environmental hazards, not environmental transition hazards. Um, their maps are alright. Aesthetically, they're good. Sometimes I feel like they're too big. Um, for what we have for player size. Okay, uh, we were playing Halo 2 Anniversary last week on the remade Blood Gulch. Or Coenag, or whatever you want to call it. I had no idea that it was those bases are big enough to drive a ghost through. I got splattered in the base. I'm like, oh, that's some bullshit. You know? Uh, the EMP thing. That's just kind of cool. I, I like the, those map hazards, you know, that makes the game more interesting. Because when we used to just have to go run and gun and create techniques to do this, you just did it, you know. Um, and that was a that was a good thing, I think. Now, like, Bungie maps were definitely, a lot of them were reused. I mean, God, look at Lockout, how many times that got remade? A lot, you know. They kept to these, like, mid-sized arena maps. They had a fair amount of BTB maps, but a lot of them were mat four to eight player maps for FFA because you want to take your buddy in and you want to just beat the living snot out of them. The stories overall, I mean, I feel like Bungie's stories were better, well better conducted. Um, Reach is all right. Reach is actually a good story. It just it lore breaking and it kind of drives me up against the wall. Um. Three four three. Right now they're they flipped a coin. You know, they let first game they came out, they flipped heads, they they did good. And then second one they flipped it for tails and got heads and they're just like, ah, let's wing it. You know? That's that's the truth, you know, and but the biggest thing is too, now we want to look at this. What have what did Bungie do in the community? They gave you a couple things on Bungie Day? They didn't do a whole lot for us. 343 has the Halo Spotlight, recognizing Halo content creators of any form. So, I mean, you got, you know, uh, Spiteful. Or Spiteful. I can't remember right now. Um, I haven't seen his name in a while. You know, he does the Mega Bloks one. Cool. Or Mega Constructs. <laughs> or the Mega Constructs. And... Those look really awesome. I love his his uh, photography on that stuff. You know, and you got cosplayers putting their stuff in, and you know, draw artists is drawing stuff. Uh, you know, Missa got on. I know it was Christy got on there, or Christy for Halo got on there with, with some of her stuff. Halo Goddess from Fallout Fish, she got on there. Um, I know a couple other people. Just the names are escaping me today. Uh, you know. I really think that community interaction is a better part of 343. I mean, when Unicek got on the forums of the 405th, oh my god, we have forums. 
Um, he asked what we wanted, what we the 405th wanted. We, we said the cosplay guys, basically. Oh, we got the Halo 3 cosplay guys. What? Bungie never would have done that. You know, and then we're asking about, you know, the Halo competitive side of things. 343 really steps in for that, you know. 343 has game buy-ins, you know, in-game purchases. So that way, we can have DLCs for free. That's the biggest thing, guys and gals. you got to remember, those those in-game purchases are there, so we have free DLC. So you know what? If I have to buy an armor coat for $5, because I really like it, and that enables me to have a free DLC, you bet your ass I'm going to pay that $5. You bet I'm going to pay that money. Um, and that's the thing is, 343 is made of Halo fans, so they are already a part of the Halo community. Now, am I saying Infinite, what they're doing right now, is very uh, community-savvy? No, it's not. Leaving us in the dark sucks. But, you know what, I, I guess maybe that helped because they got to focus more on Infinite, and they're going to make it really polished, and I like that. Uh, custom game browsers. That's horrible. Absolutely horribly done. Hate it. Hate everything about them. Every custom game browser they have, I think, is complete and utter garbage and bullshit. I hate it. I can't say anything good. I mean, it's cool when you can find a Castle Wars game in Halo 5. That's awesome. It's cool when you can find something of interest or an old nostalgic map from Halo Reach, but eh. That's not really. Great, the, the interface and all that just it sucks. Um, I guess really that that's about it. I'm, it's it's just so many bad things in this that that we all loom over with three four three. And really though, Bungie they were not any better about that. And honestly, sometimes Bungie had this bravado, and it still shows to this day with Destiny. Of it's their game; they know better. You need to stay quiet. So, when you're trying to say that, oh, well, 343, or Bungie did this and this, this, and it's like, you know what, I know Bungie did, I, I was, you know, I was there, but did Bungie really mean to do it, or is it your input, or hey, 343 is doing this and Bungie did this, well, that was Bungie, this was 343, it's their impact. The thing is, we look in such a nostalgic way at Halo, is when we say 343 sucks, down with 343, boo, boo, boo. Okay, down with you because I don't like how you do your job. You get what I'm saying? 343 does not have the best record. And honestly, in my book, they're batting 50%. Now, is it going to be 66% when they get infinite done or is it going to be higher that's that's the next question you know we need to ask ourselves going into infinite yes this may be designed by 343 but it's a halo game we have to be open-minded to it now i already know day one we're going to have all these reviews on what they don't like what they like in customization just stop <laughs> so let's just look at this change of hats this passing of the torch this going on with the games 
let's just stop trying to compare each other is what I'm trying to say. Is nostalgia has no merit to a new game. Nostalgia was made based off of how that game was. Now, in my book, if you're going to be doing it um, another way, then you need to. Now, what I mean by another way is you can ride on nostalgia for a base. But nostalgia is not that game. And so when, example, H2 to H2A. Graphic fidelity is amazing. The campaign flows a little bit better. The cutscenes are gorgeous and they make sense with the new voice acting or the voiceovers. That's great. That is great. But what are you going to do when Infinite comes out? Are you going to compare it to Halo 3, Halo Reach, Halo 2, Halo 4, Halo 5? Naturally, they're going to compare it to Halo 5 because Halo 5 was a flop. 343 is leaving their mark, and 343 is here to stay. So, they're stuck with it. I'm not a huge fan of the idea, but I understand. They're making the game. They're making my game that I love. I'm stuck with it, man. I'm stuck with it. But that would be it for today on the topic. Um, hopefully I have this distributed out today as well on Saturday the 9th. So if you guys have any comments, questions, concerns, feel free to message me directly on my social media. Um, that is linktree, or you know, link.tre backslash mhcosplay. You can find the link to the, um, to the cryptum. You can find the link to my Instagram and all my other social media platforms. Feel free to follow me. Feel free to join my Discord. You know, um, I have that too. It's MH Cosplay. So we're not making a specific uh, Discord for the Cryptum. You can come in and do whatever. Talk, talk your life. Talk about Halo. Talk about models. Talk about art. I don't care. You know, it's a community for all. That's what I want. Um, I think right now we're at 34 members. Ooh, what? <laughs> Most of them are people I know or some of my followers. So, you all keep going on. You all keep kicking ass and taking names. But I'll see you guys on the next drop.